Good morning. Welcome to the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. It is January 24th, 2024. This is episode 56. I hope you are all doing well. Your journeys are going fantastic. You are finding joy in your dreams and in your journeys. So, I am doing so much better. Those of you who follow the podcast know I was in a bit of a depressive funk a couple of days ago. I have worked through that and that has lifted finally well not finally it was only in it for maybe about a week or so and um so i am grateful to be back in my more positive inspirational mindset so how did i get out of that funk so i'm just going to share you a few share with you a few things that i know helped me and any of you getting me in the funk in your life I know they happen. Sometimes they're for longer periods, excuse me, of time than others. But uh, the first thing was always, always reach out to the people who love you, your friends, your family. I am very fortunate that I have close friends and close family who I can talk to. And you don't even really need to call them up and say, oh, I'm struggling. You can if you want. But to me, just talking to people, just checking in, just checking in with them. And so over the weekend, I called a really dear friend of mine, Elizabeth Pitt, who's going to be on the podcast in a, a month, a couple of weeks, actually. So I'm really excited for that. And we just talked about what's going on. And she is so on my team and she's so encouraging and so loving that just talking to her just elevates my energy, elevates my spirit, pulls me out of that funk a little bit. The other thing that's very important for me, a lot harder to do is accomplish something some task that you can do don't make it too big but something that you can do that is just active something maybe you've been putting off for me I needed to clean my room my room was a disaster because I had been sick for a week I had that cold (laughs) and my my room had just really gotten into a significant state of disorder and so I just finally said, all right, I've just got to clean this room. So I just pulled myself out of bed and went and cleaned my whole room. And that started to also help lift because now also I have a cleaner room, which is never a bad thing. So that's number two. Uh, the third thing is to uh, do what you can to help others. I was uh, in a the timing worked out. My mom was moving apartments. And so I was able to go help her move a lot. And then to go over there and check on things and just help her manage this move. So those three things started to help me uh, lift out of the emotional fog. And then also being able to interview Ezra yesterday on my uh, podcast was so much fun and so I'm living my dreams I'm getting to connect with a really funny artist and do what I love you know putting myself out there following my dream talking to comics who are also dreamers and all of those things and sometimes you have to come at it from from multiple angles because uh, I can tell you I know how long and heavy those fogs can sometimes be luckily um this one was not very severe and overall I 
am in a much better emotional and spiritual space than I have been previously at different periods of time in my life to where maybe those fogs would last a lot longer and be a lot heavier. So, so I am back. <laughs> um, some cool things going on. I got another audition um, request from my manager in Arizona. I have a, or agent, I have an Arizona agent and I have a Los Angeles agent. And they both get me auditions from time to time. And my Arizona agent has hooked me up with one. So I will look forward to submitting that audition. And something else very, very cool is yesterday, I had the opportunity to connect with a very dear lifelong friend of mine. Well, maybe not lifelong. We met, I think, my sophomore year in high school. And we have been friends since about 1996 or 1997. So we've been friends almost 30 years. And he is just a remarkable human being. Uh, he currently lives in China. He's got, um, he just got married a couple of years ago, has a couple of kids. He was uh, uh, teaching um, at one of the universities out there. And now he's getting more into business consulting type work. Just just an incredible guy. So I had talked to him um, a couple months ago about this comedy show that I was producing down in Tucson, which was a very big ordeal for me. And I had told him about it, and so he wanted to know to know how it went. So I had sent him the link to this comedy special, which is about an hour long. And he had watched the whole thing, and he wanted to talk to me about it and give me his feedback, which I was very grateful. Trust me, I'm very gracious and very grateful anytime somebody watches my content. And so he had watched the whole thing, and he wanted to tell me his thoughts on it, which could be, I guess that could be good or bad. So anyway, we were able to hop on a Skype call yesterday, and he had incredible things to say. He was very gracious, said he thought it was great and very, very funny. But then he also had some critique for me. Now, I have talked a lot on this podcast about learning who you can take advice from and that it is not always, well... I always use the Brene Brown litmus test, which is, are they in the arena with you? Do they actually have your best interest at heart? Or are they just criticizing to be bitter or to be mean or be like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, that doesn't really help, right? So my good friend from China is definitely somebody who I, anything that he has to say, I, I will listen to. He's incredibly intelligent, just a brilliant human being, very compassionate very articulate, very smart, and very artistic. We were um, in band together, so we both played percussion. We both played piano. I took piano lessons from his dad back in high school. And we had done some uh, comedic acting skits together. We actually, um, <laughs> I totally forgot about this. We wrote this comedy skit for some sort of band fundraiser or something that, that we were doing. And the the sketch was he and I were going to do um like a concert for everybody but before the concert 
I had I got my left arm chopped off and he got his right arm chopped off. So I only had my right hand and he only had his left hand. But we were determined to continue with the concert. So then we did this whole performance. Like we sat down at a piano and I played the right hand of these piano stuff. This piano stuff, he played the left hand. <laughs> and then we went over to the drum set and we did the same thing where I was just playing the right hand of the drums. And he was playing the left hand of the drum set. He just sat on me. And, uh, <laughs> and, and we, you know, we had like dialogue and jokes and stuff. And the other thing that we did, so we were on the, again, we were on the drum line together. And so we had all of, you know, on the drum line, there were all of these drum cadences that we, you know, we would play when the band was marching onto the field or we would play them at the, um, football games. And I don't even know how we started doing it, but you know, one day we started vocalizing, like beatboxing, this drum cadence that we were doing. So I think at the time, he he played. He might have been on the on the bass line. Um, if you don't know how drum line works, there's there's bass drums, but they are, but there's like four or five bass drummers, and they. And the the bass drums are different pitches, right? So it'll be like do 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 do, and you have these different pitches. So he would vocalize the multi pitch bass drum and just go like right. And while he's doing that, I am verbalizing the uh, we call them quads or tenors and the snare part. So, <laughs> so one day he just starts going like, and then I come in, and we're just like verbalizing <laughs> this whole this whole drum cadence, you know. And it, and it's it's a marching band drum cadence, so you know there's all of these really fast licks. <laughs> you know whatever, it was something like that. I don't remember what it was. That was 25 years ago. But so one day we just started doing that, and then it kind of became our thing when we would hang out. Is we would just do these <laughs> these verbalized scat renditions of our drum cadences. And I don't know whose idea it was, but one day we just had this idea of, we should do this at a pep rally. Now, in our high school, at the pep, at the pep rallies, the drum line, we would get to the pep rallies first and we would play in the middle of the, uh, of the gymnasium while all of the students came in and being on you know the drum line was sort of this energy and this uh sort of heartbeat of the uh, school pride and and all of that and uh we thought oh man what if what if we performed this the the vocal version of this drum cadence in front of the entire school and so we uh we talked to whoever the student government uh, I can't remember that that kid's name I can picture him 
So he was, you know, in charge of pep rallies or whatever at, at our school. And uh, so we just said, hey, we, we have this idea just to do this thing at the pep rally. And he goes, all right, well, well, let me see it. So we just start going. And he watched it for like 10 seconds. He goes like, I love it. You're doing it. <laughs> That's so weird. We're like actually pretty nervous. At least I was. I-, I don't know if he was actually nervous or if he was just. You know, he, he he was always a, a very confident in who he was. I was never confident in who I was. But so our joke was, all right, we're going to go in front of the entire school at the pep rally and do this vocalized drum cadence. <laughs> and uh, and our joke was, all right, we're going to do this. And either it's going to go well and we're going to be legends or we're going to need to change schools. <laughs> Because if we go in front of everybody and this bombs, uh, we will we will never live it down. And so the pep rally came, and the student body dudes like, "All right, everybody, please welcome Paul Green and Albert Wolf for uh, I think it was called vocals in percussion, and we called it VIP. <laughs> please welcome Paul Green and Albert Wolf with VIP." And they just give us wireless mics, and we walk into the middle of the gym face up in front of the old school, and just are going. And we didn't really have any choreography, but we were just being, just kind of dancing with it, and just being very like kind of MC, kind of rapper, hip hop, you know, beats or whatever. And we did this whole cadence, which was kind of a long cadence. If I could go back and do it again, I, I I would have edited, probably cut it in about half. And the student body loved us. They were going nuts. And I'll tell you, I have never had so much nervous energy. And I remember actually about halfway through the through the cadence, through the whole thing, I remember I was winded. I was running out of breath. I I thought I was going to pass out because it was so intense. My heart's racing. And plus, we are given full energy. And it's kind of a lot to like vocalize this thing. And we're now moving around the gymnasium. Like we had never done anything like that. We used to just just sit there at lunch. But now we're like, we're like, you know, going up, you know, to the audience and you know, raising the roof and, you know, running around and just this huge expression of energy. I remember I wanted to try to like communicate to Albert, like, I am done. We just need to end this thing wherever we can find an ending because I can't, can't keep going. Um, but I was not able to communicate that with him. Uh, you know, we were just too, at least, you know, he was in his zone. I was in our zone and we were just doing this. We were just doing this thing. <laughs> so we, uh, we did our vocals and percussion and, you know, we ended it. I survived. I didn't pass out. And the student body just went crazy. And then for like a week after that, people would just see us at school and just start going. <laughs> so they would just like kind of throw a little beep bop, uh, beatboxing, uh, 
<laughs> rhyme uh, beats at us. So anyway, so that's my buddy who now 26 years later, 27 years later, is watching my stand-up uh, comedy special and has some critique for me. And he was very positive. And he actually had some legitimate feedback. And he started talking about a couple of jokes that I had done. He just said, yeah, there was something off about those jokes and the energy behind them. And it's funny because I, it's like I knew that intuitively, but I hadn't really looked under the hood yet. And I'm going, yeah, you know, those jokes, they've always done, oh, they've done well, but they've never done great. And there seems to be a disconnect between what I'm doing and with what the audience is, is wanting or expecting or something. And he goes, yeah. And he just started talking me through what he, his take on that. And I felt his take was, was very accurate and I agreed with him and I was actually excited after that conversation to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, I've been doing the the jokes more or less the same way for about six months. And they've served me well. They, they've done well. It's not like they've bombed, but um, how can I make them, how can I take them from good to great? And I think that is always the... Um, that That's always... The, the the challenge I think for any performer, any dreamer, any entrepreneur, anything is just getting something to the point to where it's good enough is hard enough. But is there a willingness on my part to say, okay, well, it's good enough, but do I want to be good enough or do I want to be great? And do I want to take this routine to the next level? And am I willing to make some sacrifices and and kill some of my babies here that I've nurtured here for a long time and um, look under the hood and go, yeah, you know, I, I, I think he's right. I don't think those jokes are the right jokes or the way that I'm delivering them is not right. And I need to, I need to look at that. So after that, I actually went and did some writing and and started writing what just just some ideas of what those jokes could transform into. So, I was so grateful for that conversation, and grateful to have friends like that who are willing to listen to my material and uh, connect with me and give me valuable feedback with pure intention, with not wanting anything in return. And I know they have my best intention at heart. And I actually know that they are competent and know what they're talking about and can provide some valuable feedback. And I know I talked about this a lot, but uh, there's that's not always the case when you're getting feedback. And so when you find people who can really look at what you're doing and can see some blind spots and can point out some uh, oppor- opportunities for growth. I mean, it's it's gold. It's worth, you know, it's worth the weight in gold. And, and he just said, you know, is that okay that, that I'm saying that? I'm going like, absolutely, again, because I know that he's on my team. I know that he's in the arena with me. He's not just up in the cheats, cheap seats being bitter and telling me I suck, like, YouTube comments, you know, <laughs> and again, that is invaluable. So I was very grateful for him. Grateful to be out of this funk. So grateful to have been able to talk to uh, Ezra yesterday. 
and to have an audition and moving forward with with the dream here on on to the next day and let's see if i can uh take those jokes and rework them and make them even better so that's what i will be working on and anyway so that's where i'm at today on january 24th 2024 I bet you she and I would probably still be able to remember a good portion of that. That might be asking a little bit, bit much, but um, we'll uh, next time I talk to her, I'll be like, hey, do you think we could still, uh, re- how much of that we could remember? All right, friends. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. I hope your dreams are going well, that you are pulling out of your funks when you find yourself in them. And I will look forward to talking to you tomorrow. This is the Paul Green Comedy Podcast, January 24, 2024, episode 56. I love you all. I will talk to you tomorrow.